the Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Tyler McVeigh, Gloria McMillan, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. Fixing good nourishing meals day after day is really work. But most any woman will tell you that she doesn't mind it as long as the family likes what she cooks and tells her so. And compliments do seem to come oftener to women who cook with pet evaporated milk. There's a wonderful difference in foods cooked with pet milk because there's a difference in the milk itself. All the richness, all the natural goodness that's in a full quart of good sweet country milk is concentrated in a single pint of pet milk. That's because more than half the water has been taken out by evaporation. So, of course, what remains is a concentrated milk, which is bound to add extra goodness to favorite family foods. Extra wholesomeness, too, and at low cost, because pet milk costs less generally than bottled milk or any other form of milk. So, get the habit of cooking with pet evaporated milk, and see if you don't get more compliments on the food you fix. Happens pretty regularly to the good cooks who cook with pet evaporated milk. Here is a picture of a happy man. No particular reason for it, he just feels good. Rambling home from downtown, singing. Shrimp boats is a coming. There's dancing tonight. Shrimp boats is coming. The uh, song, in case you don't recognize it, is Shrimp Boats. The singer, Mr. McGee of Fibber McGee and Molly. Happy the girls when they're tending their nets. Why don't you hurry, hurry, hurry home? Why don't you hurry, hurry, hurry home? Ah, it's great to be alive. Hi, Tootsie, how's my favorite wife? Fine, dearie. What's new, kiddo? Here's a letter for you. Just came. Oh? Bureau of Internal Revenue. Yeah, sure. Huh? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What do they want? They got nothing on me. I paid my taxes. What do they want? Well, I don't know, dearie, but don't get excited about it. Open the letter up and find out. Okay, I'll open it up, but... I don't mind telling you, I'd rather open up an atomic bomb with a dull screwdriver. <laughs> oh, this is murder. What is it? What is it, dearie? I haven't read it yet. <laughs> Let me see. It says, Dear Sir. You see, it's not so bad. They call you dear. Hmm. Dear Sir, please come to my office. Uh-oh. At your earliest convenience. Oh. And answer a few questions. Signed, C.J. Jones... Deputy collector. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds pretty vague to me. I wonder what kind of questions he wants to ask you. Well, what do you think? Probably stuff like, you had any experience breaking rocks? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, were you ever in Alcatraz before? <laughs> now, that's silly, dearie. Your tax returns are always perfectly honest, aren't they? Sure, they're honest. Making out honest tax returns is the sacred privilege of guys that earn as little dough as I do. <laughs> 
Well, then why are you worrying just because you got a letter? Look, to... Molly, them revenue guys don't write and tell you to come in just to swap fudge recipes, you know. <laughs> they found something. Well, now, maybe you just made a little mistake in your edition. No, no, that I ain't worried about, thank goodness. Any guy with the type of mathematical mind that I got that I can add numbers as fast as you can throw them at me don't have to worry about. Throw me a couple of numbers. I'll show you what I mean. <laughs> okay. 17 and 21. 63. <laughs> so, at least I know that's one thing I told The right answer is 38. You sure? Positive. I'll see you on visitor's day, kiddo. <laughs> now, McGee, don't get into panic. And t- Come in. Well, good morning, Dr. Gamble. Hello, Molly. And good day to you, Droop Snoot. Hi, ham stitcher. Pull up a Davenport and sit down, but sit down easy so you don't bust all the springs. My, you're in your usual charming ill humor today, I see. Mm. Why so sour, puss? <laughs> Lumps in the oatmeal this morning? No, he got a letter from the tax collector, Doctor. <clears throat> Wants to ask McGee some questions. You know, he's more rattled than a gourd in a rumba band. <laughs> Yeah, but I ain't guilty, though, Fatso. They got nothing on me. They can't prove a thing they got. I'm not... Why, of course they can't prove a thing. Don't you worry. Betcha. And look, if you need a character witness down there to vouch for you, just call on me. Oh, gee, thanks, Doc, you old man. Would you come with me, Doc, would you? Be glad to. I'll put them straight. Gentlemen, I'll say this lad is not the chiseler that everybody thinks he is. Good. I've often played golf with him, I'll say. That's the stuff. And what if he does pick his ball up in the woods when nobody's looking and toss it on the green, I'll say. Then pick my ball up and put it in his pocket. Where were you hiding? Behind a tree. (laughs) Furthermore, gentlemen, I'll say, just because in the last pool tournament, when the game was tight, he shoved the ten ball in in the pocket with his elbow doesn't prove anything. (laughs) Who told you? Holy. Hmm. Dirty snitch. And just because his friends count their fingers after he shakes hands with them, just because he wouldn't even play solitaire with himself anymore, just because oh, he wouldn't... Oh, doctor, doctor, please. Yes, Molly? Skip it. I'll fight this case myself, that's all. I'll get justice, too. If you get justice, son, I'll see you in 1980. <laughs> so I... Fine, big, fat friend he is. Cheerful as a carbuncle. But gee whiz, Molly, they can't send me to jail, will they? I didn't do anything to them. Now, now, of course they won't send you to jail. People get letters like this all the time, McGee. Yeah? You know, I remember Uncle Dennis got a letter from the tax collector one time. Yeah, yeah, what'd he do, what'd he do? Well, uh, come to think of it, he did 30 days. <laughs> Maybe it was 60. Oh, my gosh. Well, by George, I ain't going to take this thing lying down. I got proof for all my figures. I got receipts for all my tax deductions filed away. Where? Right here in the hall closet. What? The hall closet? Gotta, I'll get them out and sort through them. Oh, no. Don't open that door, McGee. <laughs> to straighten out that closet one of these days. <laughs> Billy Mills in the orchestra and the little white cloud that cried.
Well, here's another box full of tax deducts, Molly. Help me sort them out according to years, huh? Heavenly days. What a mess. Now, I'm going to need all the figures I can find when I see that C.J. Jones, kiddo. Them tax guys are rougher than sandpaper pants. <laughs> well, they struck their match with you, dearie. <laughs> Don't you get it? Strike a match, sandpaper pants? Ain't funny, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> well, we can't all be dynamite. <laughs> Here's two ticket stubs from the Bijou Theater, entertainment. Put them in the 1950 pile. Let's go again sometime. <laughs> that was fun. Next item is a lunch check from the Ritz Vista Hotel, the Sump Room. <laughs> that was 1949. That's wait a minute, wait a minute. Come in. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Hello, Molly. McGee. Uh, hi, Latrivia. Watch your feet there, boy. I don't want these important documents scattered around. What are you doing? Building a nest for your pet mouse? Or getting ready to line a birdcage? No, Mr. Mayor. The tax collector wants to see him. Oh. They're after me, Latrivia. They're closing in on me. They're going to question me. I got all my deducts together here for proof. Well, you don't expect the collector to wade through that conglomeration of parade route sweepings, I hope. <laughs> Haven't you any books and records, McGee? Books and records? Yeah. Oh, sure. In the way of books, I got Black Beauty. <laughs> the Rover Boys on Relief. <laughs> Tom Swift and his electric grandmother. Be a forever amber that Molly put a padlock on. I didn't mean. And that. for records, I got Cohen on the telephone, the two black crows, and I wish I could shimmy like my sister Kate, played by Saxy Shapiro in his Hot Hawaiians. Why are you interested in my books and records? Forget I mentioned it. Okay. Well, hey, I just happened to think. Maybe you can help me, Homer. What kind of relations do you have with the Revenue Bureau? McGee, if that is intended as a wise remark about my poor cousin Wilbur, he resigned. Oh, no, this collector's name is C.J. Jones, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, you swing any weight with him, Latrip? How about getting me off the hook down there, boy? Are you suggesting I use my influence as mayor in your behalf? You said it, babe. McGee, to countenance such improbity would be an act of perfidious nepotism rendering me vulnerable to allegations of the most odious and delinquent malfeasance. Could you hit that with a hammer and give it to me in chunks? I won't use my influence. Oh, that's what that means. That's what it means. What's more, I couldn't if I wanted to. Hmm? This man Jones is a recent arrival in town. I don't even know him. Well, introduce yourself to the guy. I need help, Latrivia. My gosh, if you'd talk to the man, you might at least have a good word for me. I have several good words for you, McGee, but I can't use them in front of Molly. Good day. And uh, let's see. Well, this is the last box of deducts, Molly. Almost all sorted. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Heavenly days. You don't throw away a thing, do you? Streetcar transfers, cancel stamps, match covers. You betcha. Them guys may railroad me to jail, but by George, I'll go down fighting. Here, medical expense, six bills from Doc Gamble. It's all the same bill, McGee. He sent it to us six times. <laughs> the 
That's okay, that's okay. On my tax return, I added them all up and just divided by six. <laughs> Gotta be businesslike with these tax returns, Molly. You can't kid with anything. Well, this ought to teach that tax man a lesson because... Hello, I'm... Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Hey, you know anybody at the Income Tax Bureau? They wrote him this morning to come and see them, Mr. Wilcox, and he's a little worried. A little worried? I'm as nervous as a mother clam taking her kids past a chowder factory. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry I don't know a soul down there, pal. My taxes are all paid up, though. I sent $1,500 off to Washington yesterday. $1,500, Mr. Wilcox? No, 1,500 cans of pet milk. Oh. Oh, stop that there. <laughs> you trying to tell us you paid your income tax with pet milk? Why, sure, pal. And I can hardly wait to hear from them about it. Oh, you will, all right. <laughs> Ah, think of it, kids. Just picture the scene in the Treasury Department when my payment arrived. Boy, I'd like to saw that. <laughs> cases and cases of pet evaporated milk. That good, sweet country milk made double rich by evaporation. Why anybody'd rather be paid with pet than just with dirty old dollars? Junior. <laughs> I have what may be shocking news for you. <laughs> but I think the tax department sort of has its heart set on money. <laughs> Oh, now, wait a minute. Just compare them, pal. Listen to this. Pet milk made double rich with more than half the water removed by evaporation. Or the dollar, just a piece of paper with more than half the value removed by inflation. You see what I mean? I don't know. I have a growing suspicion that this whole thing is just a sly way. Uh, uh, I'm glad you mentioned growing, Molly, because oh. for growing children, pet milk has everything. All those precious milk minerals that a growing child needs to build strong, straight bones and good, sound teeth. Yeah, but what about that? What that yes, sir. Yes, sir. When you raise a child on pet milk, you're giving him a big boost toward a healthy, happy life. Oh, and uh, speaking of life, pal. Yes? That's probably what they'll give you if you don't get down to that tax office. <laughs> Goodbye now. Come on, now. No more help than the rest of them. Well, back to work. Oh, here, put these receipts in the 1951 file. Mortgage payments on the house. Why would payments on the house be deductible? Well, you can deduct part of it if you use your house for an office. But you don't. Didn't you write a letter for me at Christmas time? <laughs> yes. And don't you sometimes sit on my lap? <laughs> yes. Well, kiddo, that makes it an office. <laughs> Next item is repairs on our marble Venus with a clock in her stomach. <laughs> That's deductible for entertainment. Entertainment? Sure. I laugh my head off every time I look at that thing. Well, I hope Mr. Jones... Come in. Hello, Ollie. Well, hello, Mrs. And you too, McGee. Oh, hi, Ollie. I'm busy on this income tax stuff. They want to see me at the revenue office right away. Hmm, income tax, huh? Yep. I don't suppose it's much of a problem for you, though, Ollie. No, pretty soft with all your kids. Mm, I don't know, McGee. Now, you took my littlest kid, little Sven. Yeah? For him, the government gives me off $600 a year. And that's bad? No, but wait. Oh? Since just the first of this year, Sven has fell his six mud puddles, yeah. tore his britches twice on barbed wire fence, fell out of three trees, two walnuts, and one weeping willow. <laughs> Doctor bills and new clothes, eighty-five dollars. Well, the profit's beginning to fade. Then he tied tin can on the tail of our dog Jupiter, who gets excited and runs out in the street, tin can, tail and all. Oh, 
And a fella driving a 1942 convertible tries to avoid Jupiter, hits telephone pole, and converts 1942 convertible into 1952 Yonkey. <laughs> Repair bill, which I paid, $365. <laughs> oh, it's darn near faded. So far this year, Sven has swallowed a dozen marbles, yeah. a penny whistle, a hop-along Cassidy badge, and a little tin alligator, which was surprising the cracker yak bar. <laughs> Cost of having Sven pumped out, 70 bucks. Heavenly days. Then yesterday, he gets hold of my Mrs. Purse, and he swallows 16 cents in small change that ain't been pumped out yet. <laughs> Total cost of Sven, $520.16, and we got 10 months to go. <laughs> It's no deduction. He's a liability. Yes, but I bet Ollie wouldn't take anything for him. <laughs> well, sometimes I would, Mrs. Used anything. <laughs> well, good luck with the taxes, McGee. So long, both you fellas. So long, Ollie. The King's Man and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Walking, walking, walking up and down. Pounding, pounding, pounding the cement. Far away from home in a big lonesome town. I'm busted, haven't a cent. There's a pawn shop on the corner in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I walk up and down neath the clock. By the pawn shop on the corner in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. But I ain't got a thing left to hawk. She was peaches, she was honey, and she cost me all my money. Cause a whirl around the town was her dream. Took her dancing, took her dining, till her blue eyes were shining with the sights that they never had seen. If you should run into a golden-haired angel and ask her tonight for a date, she'll tell you somewhere there's a rich millionaire who is calling again about eight. I'm late. There's a pawn shop on a corner in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I simply must get five or ten. On the pawn shop on the corner in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, gotta be with my angel again. They've already got such an awful lot of what I used to own. I even tried to hock the phone last night. Now I'm really low, don't know where to go to get a little dough To keep her little halo shining bright So the pawn shop on the corner in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Will just have to give me a ten On a watch for or a filling to satisfy this mania Gotta be with my angel and then I feel like a million again The collector's office is just down this hall. Here. Yeah, you think we brought everything, Molly? I hope I can answer that guy's questions. Don't drop them boxes. I won't, and stop fretting I hope now. I can pick out the stuff I need when that Jones starts firing questions at me. Hey, maybe I ought to take a lawyer with me. You want to wait here while I hunt up a lawyer? No. Take a lawyer. Okay. No, McGee. Come on now. Mr. Jones isn't going to have you shot at sunrise. No. His letter merely said, Oh, hello, Mr. Old Timer. Hello there, kids. Where are you going? No place? <laughs> I got a note to see the tax collector. Wants to ask me a few questions, Old Timer. Uh-oh. Too bad, Johnny. Uh -huh. Sorry, Papa ain't still a tax collector. I could put in a word for you. Yeah? Who'd he collect for, state or federal? Nope. Papa just freelanced, son. Oh. Work for yourself. <laughs> 
bought him a badge that said collector and worked the small towns mostly. Oh. He done real good, too, Papa did, till the government moved in and ruined him. Oh, arrest him, did they? Worse than that, daughter. They started sending out their own collectors, and the competition got too tough. Papa wrote a nasty letter to Congress about the government competing with private industry, but they ignored it. Well, he's lucky they did. I wish they'd ignore me. Huh? Papa gave them collectors quite a run for their money, though. He did, eh? When the feds started asking people for 10%, Papa cut his rates down to 5%. Really out for business, was he? Government wanted people to fill out a lot of forms, but Papa told his customers they didn't need to do that if they took off of him. Just drop their taxes in his hat. Very simple. <laughs> he must have been. Well, Papa always claimed competition was a healthy thing for business, too, kids. That proved it, too. Yeah? Now Papa retired, the governor's, uh, government's got a monopoly on taxes, and just look how the prices went up. <laughs> like Bessie was saying to me yesterday, Bessie... Oh, see, how is Bessie these days? Oh, just fine, daughter. She's waiting outside for me now. I'm on my way to the license bureau. No kidding, you're finally going Made up my mind yesterday, Johnny. Oh, fine. I says to Bessie... Bessie, I says. Before it gets to my age, he don't like to be alone anymore. That's right. I says, fella needs a companion. Someone to be with him always, Bessie, I says. Someone to share his joys and his sorrows. Yeah. <laughs> so what did Bessie say? Johnny, I never seen Bessie so tickled. Yeah? Says she'd been wondering when I was going to think of that. <laughs> well, good. She drove me down here to get the license. Oh, that's wonderful. So you're finally going to get married. Hey, uh, married? Well, no, daughter, I'm going to get me a bird dog. Those license birds. Hey, you don't think Bessie thought I meant, oh, oh I better run, explain to her. No, I better just run. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Trouble, McGee. Yeah. Well, here's the man's office. Come on. You, uh, you sure it's the right office? Well, it says Bureau of Internal Revenue, C.J. Jones, Deputy Collector. Look, maybe I ought to run back home and phone for an appointment. Maybe he's too... McGee, the note said at your convenience, didn't it? Yeah, but... Okay. Just remember, Molly, whatever I've done wrong, I've done it for my little wife. You're sweet. I'll write to you every day. <laughs> yes, sir? You'd like to see someone? Yes, I would, sis. I'd like to see my Uncle Sycamore for a minute. He's 2,000 miles from here, and I'd like to sit on his lap just once more before hush, they take dearie, me. Hush, dearie, hush. Our name is McGee, miss. Mr. Jones sent us a note and said that... Sybil McGee? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, Mr. Jones did wish to see you, sir. Step right in here. Mr. McGee is here, Mr. Jones. Oh, good. Now, look, Mr. Jones, I admit I might have made a few simple errors on my tax return. Everybody makes mistakes, but I never cheated, and I can prove it. Whatever I've done wrong, I can prove that I was just stupid. Yes, he can, sir. He can get any number of people to swear to that. Yeah. Now, I don't know what questions you want to ask me, but go ahead and ask me. You can't send a guy to jail for being stupid. McGee, I have just one question. <laughs> what is it? Are you the Fibber McGee that went to school in Peoria and sat behind a kid named Chucklehead Jones? Well, uh, yeah, but what that got to do with my... T oh, my gosh! You! Chucklehead! Yeah, that's me! Oh, good old Chucklehead Jones! <laughs> Why am I glad to see you? Me too! Sit down! Oh, Fibber, remember the time we tied Elsie Bupp's braids to the back of the chair? <laughs> Remember the cow we put in Miss Fiditch's office? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but 
How about my tax returns? Oh, your tax returns are fine. Huh? Hey, remember the little girl that used to carry your books home from school all the time? <laughs> Whatever happened to her? She carries hat boxes full of old tax records for him now. <laughs> Is there a wastebasket? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Peter and Molly return in a moment. Every so often, you'll hear some proud parents say, Our baby hasn't been sick a day. We sure are lucky. But believe me, that isn't just luck. Usually, it means that a good mother is following the advice of a good doctor. And today, more and more baby doctors are recommending evaporated milk. Pet brand. Doctors know that the one food which does most to help a baby grow sturdy and strong is milk. And no milk you can buy is better for babies than pet evaporated milk. To make sturdy, steady growth, to build strong, straight limbs and sound teeth, a baby needs the minerals of good whole milk combined with just the right proportion of vitamin D, the sunshine vitamin. And that's what a baby gets in pet milk, in safe, easy-to-digest form. The one lucky thing about it is that parents can buy pet evaporated milk for less generally than they'd pay for ordinary bottled milk. If you're expecting an addition to the family, ask your doctor about pet milk, the first evaporated milk, the first food for millions of happy, sturdy babies. And you remember when we put the cap and gown on Atherton's Jenny Mule and drove him to commencement? Yeah, he sure. <laughs> the superintendent gave him a diploma and swore he thought it was you. <laughs> I remember that. He said he thought he recognized McGee's voice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you remember that fat kid that got stuck in the culvert and I, I whittled out a paddle and rented out the seat of his pants to the other guys for a penny of whack? Yeah. Who was that kid? Me. <laughs> Boy, those were the days, weren't they? Yep. I wouldn't go through them again for 80 million bucks. <laughs> Me either. Good night. Good night, all. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, brings you Fiddle McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Helping a friend is usually a private matter between you and the friend. But when young wife Sally Carter tries to help a friend, it seems that the whole town knows about it. And what the consequences are, you'll hear in the story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. Right after the story, you'll hear Mary Lee Taylor's famous recipe for light, fluffy pancakes that are extra tasty. For a double measure of good listening, tune in sure next Saturday morning to NBC for the story of the week and the recipe of the week. Brought to you by Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor. Now, Eddie Cantor on NBC.